When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Tuesday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Um, so we are, you know, it's we've had a week. It's been a week. And we are going to start easing into kind of more of the normal show that you are used to when uh, you hear us on the Colleen and Bradley show, right? There you are. I'm right here. Oh, sorry. I was uh, busy. We're Okay, so we've done a rearrangement uh, in our our studio situation. And so we're just getting we're getting settled in our new arrangement. Uh, and that just requires us to, you know, get settled in a different way. Um, so how is everybody today? Let's do a quick check in. Hi. Hi. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We, you know, um, I will say, I think just from a personal standpoint, have gotten a little more sleep than I have in the last few days because, you know, we've been busy in South Minneapolis um, with our neighborhood watches and, um, you know, the community has just been um, reeling since the events of last week and there's been a lot of stuff going on. Right. Um, but... I think we're heading in the right direction, right? Mm. Uh, I will tell you, I got my first full night of sleep last night. Um, and that felt divine. Yeah. I've been checking in with other people who live in the city to kind of see. We've had some what we call peaceful nights in Minneapolis, um, meaning the level of activity is not nearly as uh, stressful as it has been in the early days. Um, I will tell you on a different note, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show, that yesterday was my birthday. And um, I had something really special happen you yesterday. You did. You were so lucky yesterday. Somebody got a parade. I did. I got a parade. <laughs> Um, I had a little parade yesterday and so can we, I, I don't even, Bradley, you probably have a better idea of how this all happened. Um, but I'm not responsible for the parade, but I did know about the parade, uh, a while back because your loving husband reached out to say, Hey, I want to throw a parade for Colleen's birthday. Will you come? And I was like, of course. Okay. So that's kind of the part of the story that I don't, he told me a little bit. I don't really have all of it, but Here's so here's what happened. I was uh we had dinner last night. Um we had a nice little pizza dinner. I was so tired after work. I went home, took a nap, and um woke up, ate dinner. 
And I was sitting on the couch. I was just getting settled. And I was like, I'm just exhausted. I'm just going to like sit here for a little while and get prepared for the evening. And my kids came running in and they go, Mom, your birthday present is here. I'm like, cool. Why don't you bring it over? And they're like, no, you have to get up and go to it. (laughs) What would be so big that I would have to get up and move toward it? Like, what, pray tell, could my husband have? And I was like, as I'm walking across to the front door, I'm thinking to myself, what? Did I ask for something that was really big? Like, And then I see this lineup of cars a block away. And then it starts to move. And I, here's the thing. I want everybody to have a birthday parade for this exact reason. You don't know who's there. You don't know who, how long it's going to go. You don't know what's going to become of it. It Mm -hmm. was the single coolest thing that has happened so who was in your in the birthday last... parade? Well, that's the other thing. So here's the other thing to realize. Should you be organizing a birthday parade? It is really hard to tell because if you don't know everybody's cars, which I don't. Yeah, you have to wait till they come by and wave at you. And you even then can't really tell because you don't know who to expect. Right. So like th- I had to text people afterwards and be like, were you in the birthday parade? Well, I you were also you were falling. also crying um, a lot. So yeah. I don't know that you could see. That's also very, true. Very teary. It, I was. I got really choked up. So how did this? Like, how did? So my husband texted you. Yeah. So he just texted. He said um, your brother-in-law was going to coordinate, and so we just had to show up at a parking lot. Of course, I went to the wrong parking lot because I of think course, a lot of people did two parking lots, and then we were all sort of like in a line, and then the poor people who were showing up in the parking lot to just park were like, "What's going on? What's all this <laughs> thing?" So then they just started to depart, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to get in line." <clears throat> Somebody, I thought it was your brother-in-law was in front of me, but it was some other guy I waved. He, I have no idea who this was. Um, <laughs> and then your mom was behind me. Yeah. Um, so everybody just, and then we just, you know, filed out of the parking lot onto your street. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. And um, your neighbors, I love that it even made your neighborhood watch. They were so concerned oh, that okay, perhaps so- something nefarious was going down. So here's the transition into like how that rest of the night went. So like most neighborhoods do, we have a little neighborhood watch group. And um, I was looking at that before bedtime last night and somebody had posted, you know, hey, quiet night so far. Any Has anybody seen anything that, that was, you know, that alarmed them? And I live near a coffee shop and a person had posted on that Facebook group around 6.15. There was a lot of honking a block away from the coffee shop. And I don't know if it was a protest or if something bad was happening, but it was very loud for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I had to post. That was sorry. my birthday parade. I'm sorry. That was my birthday parade because I'm so popular. We made, we made the neighborhood watch. Anyway, <laughs> it was super fun. And Holly, I missed you. And Holly couldn't join because she wanted to. But Holly was um, Holly was at work. Work. So, I was here. Yeah. So Holly couldn't join us. She unfortunately, was she was helping. Um, but we missed you. And um, thank you, you. I will also say I have more wine than a human should have. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get some cake? I did get cake. Okay, good. Um, that was I know that was very important. It was cake. Yep, cake I got is cake. Good. 
Cake is important. Okay, but let's... Okay, so now let's, like, move over. Speaking of Neighborhood Watch... Yes. And so, um, also, just to... Um, for those of you who are uh, maybe wondering at the top of the show, things are really technically bizarre up in here. So, if I was not making any sense when we started the show, it's because I had about five different things going on. Mm-hmm. But I think we are now ready to go, and I can hear you all clearly and well. But I want to tell you a little bit about our neighborhood watch yes. because they are on fire. So, uh, and uh, okay, that was a bad choice of words. Oof, I don't mean they no. were literally, <laughs> there was no fire. They're busy. Thank God. They were real busy they last real night. Busy. And you guys know, so if you don't live in the city of Minneapolis, but I imagine that there are communities outside of the t- direct uh, Twin Cities <clears throat> who have very active neighborhood watches. And um, because of the events of last week, because of the um, death and murder killing of George Floyd, um, our neighborhood has really come together to, you know, protect, um, protect the community. So in that vein or to that end, we have been communicating daily and several times a day on a WhatsApp, uh, um, group message. Yep. But like people are on it. Like they are literally, if you come down our street and you do not live on our street, uh, we will know about it, mm-hmm. and we will have a record of it, and mm-hmm. you better not be doing anything nefarious, mm-hmm. because if you are, we will be reporting you, and it's just, it's such a, inter- I don't know what the word is, it's interesting, it's well, it's unique. This is not an experience I've had. We've always had a neighborhood, it's actually a Facebook page before that we all kind of checked out on occasion if something happened. Um because it's not unusual, you know, we're um, a big city and there's, um, you know, we've got alleyways and stuff. And sometimes you'll see something in the alley and people report it on the Facebook page. But this is like next level. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. It's bonkers. The good news is there were people staying up and watching things all night so that maybe I didn't have to stay up all night. Okay, so I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what happened around my neighborhood last night is um, there are a number of different kind of Facebook or there's like watch Facebook. There's a Facebook group that's watching. There's a WhatsApp group that's watching. There's a next door group that's, you know, they're all, there's a lot going Everybody's on in got all their of those stuff. groups. Everybody's got their <laughs> stuff. And, um, but last night our neighborhood actually was on WCCO oh because, uh, because of the way that the, the sort of business, center area the where the like what do, what do we call that like a business like a row of businesses in my neighborhood um the areas where like there's a couple banks up there there's a couple restaurants there, sure. there's a grocery store all of those um the neighborhood came together to kind of make sure that there's a watch set up we had a little bit of a scare on Sunday night mm-hmm. yeah that was Sunday it was Sunday night I can't tell anymore yep. where uh, some people were um planting some flammable things in the parking area or near the library. And there was a concern that there was an effort to destroy the library. And so the neighborhood really came together to be on alert and kind of keep watch. And that's the closest business area to my house. And I also felt like the neighborhoods have clearly like pulled together to make sure people are on, on watch and paying attention and, I felt finally for the first time like okay we can sleep tonight we'll yeah. be able to sleep yeah and um and that was you get some sleep 
I did get some sleep. Good. I will I will say, like, I woke up this morning and I thought, my goodness, there's a lot of posts on these Facebook pages and these next door app things and uh, about cars. Everybody's like recording every car that comes through the neighborhood. I feel like we can calm down on that. A little I think bit. we can too. And you know, we're not alone because the city pages. Um, after we talked this morning, I saw this article on the city page in the city pages on the city pages. Mm. And it says how to keep your neighborhood watch from becoming a police squad, like how to kind of not overreact in this moment, which I appreciate because they tell the story um, about, you know, some neighborhoods are taking this to a level of paranoia rather than, you know, a neighborhood watch. And it looks like um, they, they, they show some examples. Um, there was a guy yeah, this is just sad. You can go read the story on your own. Um, but a guy whose auto body shop um, had his he had his pickup truck in front of it with some stuff in it that he needed, and somebody slashed his tires because they didn't. You know, they thought mm-hmm. they overreacted, right. right? They they took matters into their own hands, and it's really important that like in this moment people don't overreact. So, um, I that's the space that I'm in. Like I I'm really grateful for the people who stayed up last night to watch. Um, but you know, you also don't want to get in the way and you also don't want to create the problems that, you know, we've frankly have been, uh, needing to address and haven't, but people have started to talk about since, since George Floyd's killing. Right. Well, in terms of our show for today, we're, you're going to hear us sort of starting to ease back into some of the things that you hear us normally talk about. We're still going to talk about some of the important current events that are going on, but we're also going to mix in some of the things that make us exactly who we are right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. You're going to hear us do blind items a little bit later than usual today. We'll be doing, um, we'll be doing a Lord and Lady D bag. Trust me. You're going to want to hear this story. It's, It is related to a the doozy. events of the last week. Uh, and and it's a celebrity. It's a celebrity doing something that will make your eyes fall out of your head. And then you will definitely get the throwback live at the very, very end of the day today. So just know you're going to hear some of the things you know and love. You're also going to hear from some, uh, or you're going to hear us sort of talk. You'll hear from the community members. You'll hear we've got a wonderful guest lined up at 1230 uh, joining us. But when we come back, we're not doing a dirt alert. However, Holly has compiled some of the uh, stories that we've missed in the last few days. We're going to touch on those when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071 streaming live at My Talk Technology. There we go. 1071.com. Um, we're just we're experiencing all kinds of things today. We're just, we're just doing it. Yeah, we're just doing it. Okay, so, um, okay, Holly. Yeah. You. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Have compiled for us the stories that we have kind of not been paying attention to while we've been busy paying attention to all the other stuff. Well, you know, just a little sampling, a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, some headlines that were t- that are making headlines today. Yeah. Naturally, perfect. That is the nature of headlines. Okay, so tell us, tell us what we've been missing. Okay, so here's something that's happening over on the World Wide Web that happened over the weekend and now is making headlines today that Leah Michelle. You remember Leah Michelle? Oh, of course. Yes, Glee. she was on yeah. Glee. She was on Glee. Uh, she likes to post on social media these days. That's barely about it, anyways. So she's been accused of making one of her former Glee co-stars' lives a, quote, living hell during their time together on the show Glee. So you may remember the actress Samantha Ware. She played the character Jane Hayward on the show Glee. So she's calling out Leah Michelle for, quote, traumatic microaggressions after Leah Michelle started tweeting about the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, I want to preface Samantha Ware, Ware is a black woman. So Leah Michelle tweeted out the following over the weekend. George Floyd did not deserve this. This was not an isolated incident, and it must end. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Then Samantha Ware retweeted Michelle's message and responded, in all caps, some of the things I can't say. Oh, God, this story, though. I need to know all the details, Yes, so this is some of the details that Samantha Ware is providing us with her tweet. Quote, I'm going to paraphrase. Yeah, Rem- Sorry, I can't <laughs> directly quote. Remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget. I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would quote, bleep in my wig. Amongst other she traumatic, micro- <laughs> traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. Mm. No. Mm. no. I need to know this story. Okay. Because so- who says I'm going to doo-doo in your wig apparently leah michelle uh-huh i mean here okay <laughs> what? i have some que- i have a lot of questions all right but my first thing is this i remember hearing at some point in some way that leah michelle was not the n- nice girl as nice as we thought no in fact i this is not the first time we've heard this right and so this i mean all i'm saying is this might come as a shock to a lot of people it's shocking. I'm not saying it's not shocking. It's less shocking when you know, when you've heard that she's not as kind as yeah. we've been led to believe. Well, here's a headline from 2014 that appeared in page six. Uh, Glee was still filming at the time. Here's headline. Icy, Leah Michelle and Naya Rivera hate each other. Right. And that this was a never-ending feud, according to reports over at Us Weekly, that uh, they just they talk behind each other's back a lot and that they hate each other. So this uh, story from Samantha kind of adds uh, more evidence to the fact that Leah Michelle would absolutely talk behind your back and possibly um, defecate on your personal. Oh, my life. gosh. I can't even. I literally cannot. I just want to thank Ms. Ware for that visual because it. Again, I just need to know the story, and I know it's so petty, and Petty Corner is a place that I spend way too much time Mm. in, frankly. Yeah. Um, And I'm here, you know, I am here for people 
calling out hypocrisy or challenging um clearly you know if they if you have a personal beef you should probably take it up with the individual and i don't know what personal beefs uh, mm-hmm. is that the plural of beef i would not beeves. maybe use that but that's <laughs> me beef. call me crazy <laughs> um i would beefs let's just say beefs beefs yeah why not mm-hmm. okay so anyway I, you slice i wouldn't air my beefs or or my beefs um you know, on Twitter necessarily, but uh, but that story, man, okay. Uh, it looks like Leah Michelle has not responded. Well, I imagine. <laughs> how do you respond to somebody saying you were going to poop in their wig? <laughs> how do you respond? I don't know. Yeah. What is the correct response? I don't know if there is a correct response. But you kind of have to believe that that's true, right? Just for the simple fact that, like, who would who would make that up? That is such a visual, like memorable thing. That so, you know what yeah, I mean. Exactly. Like, you do not forget when somebody says that. It's yeah, like I remember. Do you remember when you said something nasty to me? Like, okay, well, what? But no, like bleep in a wig. It's so specific uh, that, in and of itself, just that accusation. You know, we we can all speculate that right. there is some truth behind that. Ooh. So that's I, happening on the we internet. We will be paying attention to how this progresses. Yes, we shall. Uh, other headlines, I think, that uh, that are in of interest to folks. So, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Yes. One of the subjects of the Tiger King docuseries that enraptured the nation, but a few months ago. Remember that? Oh, do I ever. Anyways, so Carol Baskin, according to reports at TMZ, now has control of the Oklahoma Zoo that Joe Exotic once owned. Now, this is according to a judge's ruling. So Carol Baskin won a $1 million judgment against Joe Exotic and his mom many years ago, but she didn't get the money. Now, according to documents obtained by TMZ, the judge said that Joe's transfer of the zoo land to his mom and Jeff Lowe was fraudulent. Jeff Lowe, another subject of the Tiger King docuseries, who now owns or used to own the Oklahoma Zoo that Joe Exotic owned. So now the judge is granting Carol Baskin control of the land to help satisfy that $1 million judgment from the old trademark lawsuit. Okay, so for those of you who didn't watch the show, uh-huh. that would be you guys. Yeah. Well, I watched it. Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah, I did. Okay, so I mean, th- this is like the weirdest. This is a thing we would never have been paying attention to mm-hmm. were it not for the fact that we were all in quarantine together. Yeah. And the world was watching this weird this weird show. Yeah, absolutely. Um and the and the storyline continues mm-hmm. and we don't have time to continue with it. So when we come back, we're going to welcome a really awesome guest. His name is Jesse Ross. I'll tell you all about him. Please stay right where you are when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. It is Tuesday. We are muddling through. We have a new studio arrangement that we're uh, just getting used to. So if things sound clunky, please forgive us. We are doing uh, our best in the moment. Um, and I think we have things sort of figured out. 
Um, and I'm excited to welcome to the show our next guest. Um, so this is, uh, uh, I know him through friends. His name is Jesse Ross. He's a speaker and uh, he's a leader of di- diversity and inclusion in Minneapolis. He lives on the north side. He is a remarkable human being. I am so just, I adore everything I hear from him. He co-hosts my very favorite podcast, Cafeteria Christian. Uh, he's also now the executive director of Still Kickin', uh, Nora, Nora McInerney's amazing nonprofit. And uh, he's with us right now. Hello, Jesse. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Jesse, one of the things um, that, that we were hoping that you could kind of shed some light on for us is the fact that, you know, a lot of the national and local media is focusing on South Minneapolis. Um, mm-hmm. But but a lot is going on in North Minneapolis as well. And I wanted to sort of give you the microphone to tell us what is currently going, what has gone on and what is going on now in North Minneapolis. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for the opportunity. Um, you're exactly right. There's so much happening in South Minneapolis um, that it kind of overshadows. And I feel bad for even saying that because it's not like it's a, like we want to downplay what's happening in South Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But uh, over North, it historically has been um, uh, overlooked, um, just kind of bypassed, almost like the stepkid, right, where people don't think about um, the media attention and all that stuff. So right now I'm in the middle. Uh, I'm literally dripping sweat. Uh, yeah, it's a hot one. A, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle of doing it. We're in the middle of doing a food uh, donation distribution, right? So mm-hmm. Cub Foods, we're, I, I, Sanctuary Covenant Church is the church that I attend. Um, I live about five minutes uh, north of here. Um, the Cub Foods is closed. The Walgreens is closed. Dollar Tree is closed. So there's no actual grocery stores outside uh, or in this vicinity um, for people to shop, for people to get their essential needs. And so what we decided to do was be one of the locations um, as a donation center. And people, I mean, I just literally got done talking to a guy who had a, a Ford F-150 and filled up his entire back, like the bed with, with groceries, left, came back with oh. a whole nother bed oh, wow. full of groceries. Oh, I'm so glad. And so there are about 300 people out there right now that are just getting what they need, from diapers to deodorant to dog food to whatever. Um, and so we just wanted to kind of be there. Those are those positive things. And there's like four other groups that are doing the exact same thing, um, but it just doesn't always get that attention. So those are the good things. Um, some of the bad things I would say <clears throat> there have been um, multiple black black and brown-owned businesses that have been um, burned down, that have been vandalized, um, not by people in the community, because mm-hmm. I think that's also like the misnomer. When you see, when you see the comments, they always want to say, um, oh, well, why are they burning down their own stuff? Why are they tearing down their own stuff? I could, I could talk to you all day about um, the history of not having people from the community own some of the buildings, but the people who actually do own those buildings, those black and brown businesses, they've been targeted by white supremacists. Mm-hmm. I know that might be hard mm-hmm. for people to comprehend, mm-hmm. but we do live in uh, the United States of America, and it is 2020. So yeah. it's happening. Um, I stood watch in my house and my block. There are multiple people that were sitting and watch just to make sure that the businesses stay afloat. Um, and the community is really rallying around that. So there are volunteers. People are taking shifts um, just to make sure that folks that are not from here um, don't have the right to just come in and tear down stuff. So right. that's kind of the overview. Maybe you have some questions. Maybe I'll talk too much. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, not at no, all. In no fact, such thing on this show. We like people who talk a lot, Jesse. So you're in good company. <laughs> so if people, because you know we do have a lot of listeners that are all over the metro, and they're going to hear your story, they're going to hear the things that you're talking about, and they're going to want to do and uh, participate and help in any way that they can. But we also want people to be actually helpful in being helpful, meaning not getting in the way and actually Absolutely. providing the things that are needed. So where, I mean, uh, and, and not that you're necessarily the spokesperson for this, but what is a way that people can help right now in this moment that you think would be useful? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I did uh, what I thought was a really smart, but maybe dumb, but smart move at the same time <laughs> by putting out my contact information and just said like, hey, people who want to help, um, you know, and, and, and specific, like I'm going to get real specific. I think there are often people who are not from North Minneapolis or not from the community who often want to help. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you have good intentions. But sometimes you just don't know how to. And so I have kind of extended my social media, um, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is mainly where people have contacted me. So it's at Mr. J. Ross. But then also SanctuaryCovenantChurch.org um, is where I attend. Everybody has pretty much been connecting there people have just been showing up saying hey we want to help we come to volunteer we got we sign them in and then we put them to work and so <clears throat> those are the most immediate things but if there's like a one-on-one -on -one conversation that people want to have and i've had those um multiple times with people feel free to reach out to me on social media and i will um, do my best probably after i leave here <laughs> oh my gosh you i i gotta say so if you i, I do want everybody to just follow you on instagram because you do this thing on your Instagram, Jesse, called the Morning Minute. And mm -hmm. it literally is just you talking to the camera every single morning. And those have been such a valuable start to my day recently. Um, mm. Can you talk a little bit more about what you do in those? And, and so that, you know, and, and also we'll direct people to your Instagram, which is uh, Mr. at Mr. What is it? At Mr. J. Ross. J. Ross. Yep, I'm looking at it right now, but there it yep. is. <clears throat> um, yeah, so if I'll be completely honest. That was an experiment. Um, <laughs> well, it's working. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to figure out, like, what is my way of, like, contributing? I think we all have our own way of kind of adding value to life. Um, I do a lot of personal professional development for um, corporate folks and people in nonprofits. That's my background, which is why I um, decided to um, serve with Still Kicking. And I just basically said, man, what if I could, you know, one thing that I could do is do, you know, a one to two minute, um, you know, quick, like principle lesson to kind of get people going. You know, people will call it motivation, but something that wasn't like really hyped up and just talk about real stuff. And so I started talking about like communication or just having a different perspective in life, especially with COVID also happening. It just feels like people have been hit like time after time, mm -hmm. like you were literally in a Mike Tyson fight. So my hope with the morning minute was just a quick one to two minute. Hey, think about this from a different perspective. Um, and I just kind of get real. And so there are times when I'm like, man, here's a conversation that I had with my dad. Here's something I never thought of. And then this morning I just said, you know what? I'm exhausted and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you are too, but we got, we have more to do because there are people counting on us. So that's how it started. And people really like it, which is crazy because <laughs> that was never my, like, it was never my intention to do it to like grow my followers. It was just. Let me just do my part. But sometimes it's like the simplest thing, the thing that seems like the most easy and logical that you're not necessarily doing. Like, you know, like you said, it was an experiment. 
it turns into, especially when the time, like it intersects with the time that we're in and you find mm-hmm. yourself really having to talk about these like really like heavy topics. And like you said, you were already doing that with COVID. It's just like the ball has kept rolling. Um, yeah. I just find them to be really meaningful and I'm hopeful that uh, more people kind of stumble across them maybe through this. Well, it sounds like you're sharing <laughs> something real and people, res- I mean, they hear- they want to hear that, so... Yeah, well, I think it's the same thing that you all do, right? It's, it's it's you're talking about what's happening in the world, you're talking about what's current, but it's it's a real life perspective, and so we all, you know, maybe maybe not aspire to be influencers, but I do think we all can do our part in order to um, to make the world a better place. So whether that's like passing out groceries, whether that's buying groceries, whether that's a two minute clip, or it's talking on the radio to people that you may or may not want to talk to, like <laughs> those are those are those things I feel like we all can do, and that's that's really what I I just want people to do um, their part, whatever that means. Yeah. Is there anything that you've heard, Jesse, over the last week or so that's surprised you in terms of the people you're connecting with, or maybe something you've learned over the last week from your interactions? Um, well, outside of that, people like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the biggest shock. I think the other thing is, um, I'm such a, uh, conversationalist and people person. Um, I literally, I'll talk to anybody on the street. It does not matter. Um, and I don't get easily offended, but I have learned, especially now, but even kind of the course of, of life, we just, we've gotten to this point where we don't talk. Like there are things that are just off limits um, people are afraid to, you know, ask questions. People are afraid to be vulnerable and, you know, rightfully so. Um, so one of those surprises I think is in my world, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to just put this out here. I'm, I have a person in mind. And usually they're like conversations that I've had with people or I can't be the only one thinking about this. And then people come like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you said that. Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. Um, I asked one, I think it was like a day or two ago about um, like just how are you? And it literally surprised me where people, like last night I was responding, people were literally just writing, like, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm exhausted. I don't know what to do. Um, and again, for, I don't think, I don't think that's a um, an anomaly. I think a lot of people are struggling or trying to figure out what to do or really want to help and don't know how. And so I'm just like, I'm grateful that I can start that. I just don't want to be, I'm, I'm not the only one that's doing it. I'm just grateful that I'm, I'm one of many people. Well, we are grateful that you are one of many people as well, and we're grateful for uh, you know um, the work that you're out there doing, and the and the and the talking that you're doing, and the finding um, you know different ways to amplify your amazing voice, um, Jesse. And I just want to give people uh, another quick plug for you, kind of. So the podcast ca- is Cafeteria Christian, and you sort of got added um, on yeah. the spot. <laughs> by Nora McInerney when you were sort of guest hosting one day and she said you'll be our new (laughs) co-host exactly what happened and so that's where you can hear more of Jesse uh and also give a plug for your social media one more time oh man uh Instagram and Twitter is just Mr. Uh, J. Ross M-R-J-R-O-S-S and I'm just so thankful that you took time today I want you to try to cool off because it's muggy out there, and then get back out there and keep helping people. And then, can you also remind people how they can get a hold of uh, Sanctuary Covenant Church uh, and and all the efforts that you're doing in case they want to help? Yeah, absolutely. So the church's name is Sanctuary Covenant Church. We are right in the heart of North Minneapolis, um, twenty uh, two zero one eight Aldridge Avenue North. 
Um, if you get off 94 and go up West Broadway, you can't miss it. But okay. <laughs> um, Sanctuary Covenant Church, Sanctuary Cove, I don't even know the name, the address. I think it's just, if you just Google Sanctuary Covenant. <laughs> yeah, they'll you'll find, find it. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been a long day already. And how long are you out there for people if they want to bring some donations, if that's what they're moved to do? Yeah, today until 2 o'clock, and then um, Wednesday and Thursday, we're taking donations 11 to 2. So uh, right. donations start coming at 11, people start getting whatever they need at 2, I mean at 12, and then we kind of shut it down around 2 o'clock. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jesse, for joining us. Thank you. Have we'll talk to day. you soon. Uh, that's Jesse Ross, uh, Mr. J. Ross on social media. He's He's fantastic. And um, Sanctuary Covenant Church, again, is the name of the church in North Minneapolis. It's taking donations until two, so hurry up. He seems like um, somebody that we need more of. Yes. Um, And it's a good reminder for all of us. Absolutely. There is so much work to do each and every day when we wake up. So thank you, Jesse, for giving us that reminder. And I will also just uh, remind you that his he does the more his morning minute on Instagram. and it's every morning and it is like, it's just a nice short thing to think about mm-hmm. um, a way to kind of, like you said, Bradley, like kind of zo- uh, zoom in on something to work on for the day. Yep. Um, it's, it's just, it's been very helpful. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're still easing into some of the celebrity nonsense and we're going to do that with some blind items. We're going to catch up with some blinded by the item after this on my talk one Oh seven one. Our segments the last few days we've had important things to talk about. We still do. We're still going to talk about those things on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Um, but we thought maybe we'd ease in with one of our favorite segments, a little blinded by the item. Okay. Blinded by the item. We're solving celebrity gossip mysteries here. They didn't stop. They never stop. They never do. They're always here for us. So here's a confirmed blind item to kick things off with. Apparently, the new woman in his life is one of his daughter's friends that he has known for years. She recently turned 19. The foreign-born celebrity has always liked his women young or willing to act and look young. I feel like we've talked about him before. I feel like this sounds familiar. Well, we have talked about um, this person before. Mm, Specifically about... <laughs> is he a royal? Okay. No. So... Oh, yeah. We don't know who he is, though. Well, we do know who oh, he is. Oh, foreign-born celebrity. Yeah. Uh, so think about celebrity and what that may mean. Mm. So it may... It's not... It doesn't mean anything royal. It's not the Pope. <laughs> no. Okay, um, that's funny for a thousand reasons. Well, because, yeah. But remember, there was one where it was like, this A++ person, and, and anyway. But uh, it is, a, you know this person because this foreign-born celebrity is in relation to another celebrity that we're very familiar with. And now, you could say this foreign-born celebrity was tied to a person who once held a very high position of power. Mm-hmm. Somebody tied to Bill Clinton? No. Oh. Mm-mm. Also tied to a famous former actress. Oh my gosh. Wow, former so actress. Hard. Yeah, they don't act anymore. Because they're a royal? No, because they've changed careers. Are they a politician uh, of some sort? No. Oh, is it oh, okay. Is it Angelina Jolie? No. Uh, this person is now in the world of fashion design. Who's in Rihanna? 
And why would this be? Why are we so bad at this? Well, you know, we got to get back oh. on our game here. Yeah, we, we have to flex yeah, our yeah. blind item muscle. Exactly. It's, it's getting soft. Yeah. So I know. I'm sure our listeners are probably screaming. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to email us. We, if you know. we really have only been talking about the foreign-born celebrity in the context of a relationship that he's in or soon to not be in. Can he's we narrow divorced. down where? Oh. What? Is it David Foster? No. Um, what country are we talking about? <laughs> the foreign, he's not born. foreign yeah. born. Well, he's from Europe. That's a thing. Yeah. Is it what? like a country? Well, a continent. Oh, okay. Oh, you're saying the guy is from Europe? Okay, yes. you were saying David Foster was from Europe, but I was like <laughs> specifically like Europe. Okay, like um, the band. He's <laughs> the final. Um, Just tell us. He's from I the country never of Europe. Get there. It's Olivier Sarkozy. Oh, duh. oh fashion oh, actress yeah. Kate, Kate Winslet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, our we are real rusty this morning. We're gonna work through it. It's okay. Guys. It's the afternoon, Shake it off. by the way. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Apparently, the new woman and Olivier Sarkozy's wife is his daughter's friend that he has known for years. This friend recently turned 19. Olivier Sarkozy has always liked his women young or willing to act and look young. Mm. Mm. That's, he's French. We have talked about him, yeah, because I keep saying he's French because he's, he's creepy and French. He's French. French okay. men are, you know. Let's do another one. That was, a, that was abysmal. Please don't send me emails, Frenchman. <laughs> that was abysmal. Oh, here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Let's try this one this foreign born a plus list mostly movie actor calls his former actor's wife a sister wife does that mean there are others is this why he doesn't quarantine at home foreign born a plus list mostly movie actor calls his former actor's wife a sister wife Ooh. Um, and he's not quarantining at home well, allegedly not, but I am looking at photographs of this person, and they are home. So now I'm getting a little confused, because I thought it was one thing. But now you're thinking it might be but another? But now it might be another thing, only because foreign-born. Let me double-check. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> We're all a little rusty. Let's yeah, just are. be honest Ben Affleck? Oh, no, 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 no. It is who I think it is. Okay. Originally. Okay. All right. So this person, I'm going to tell you and give you a hint. I had to Wikipedia the subject of this blind item because you would not know that this person was born in a different country other than the United States unless you looked it up. That's why it's surprising. Okay. And his ex-wife, his former actress wife, a sister wife. Now think about it. Wait, she's an ex-wife or she's an ex-actress wife? She's She's an an ex-wife that still acts sometimes. Oh, his former wife who's an actress. Got it. Yeah, I know. Grammar. And so um, I wasn't pretty clear on this former. So think about it. Wife. We have talked about this person and his relations in the past couple of months and how hmm, an interesting familial relationship and uh, quarantining situation. Oh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Oh, is he weird. Canadian? No, he was born in Germany. No way. Das yeah. Willis or Hair Willis, I guess. Yes. And he has no hair, so that's kind of a, a pun. <laughs> Paradox opposite by 
How are you doing over there? By the way, Bruce Willis, before we move on, was born in West Germany. His mother is from Germany. His dad was an American soldier. Does he speak fluent German like our good friend um, Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock? I cannot confirm nor deny. Her mom's German. I can fill in the blank (laughs) on this blind item. Here we go. Bruce Willis calls Demi Moore a sister wife. Does that mean there are others? Is this why Bruce Willis does not quarantine at home? You know they're doing it. Oh, I, who probably all like, and when she showed up, they probably all did it together. Ew. Sorry. That's nasty. I didn't need to see that. Uh, you didn't have to. Let's do one more quickie. Oh, boy. That's what they said. Oh, boy. We got to do this one in a minute, Bradley. So. Okay, hurry. Okay, all right. The Brian Singer loving showrunner seems to have forgotten everyone but one person when reminiscing about a show he dug into the ground. Let's not forget the two dead cast members who died under very strange circumstances. What? Is this Glee? And who was the showrunner for Glee? Uh, That's a creeper. Ryan Murphy? Yes. <laughs> I just called him a creeper. creeper. Uh and who he's forgotten about he's forgotten everyone but one person and it's probably Leah Michelle. Yeah. Dun, so dun, read dun. it. All right. So Ryan Murphy seems to have forgotten everyone but Leah Michelle when reminiscing about the show Glee. Let's not forget the two dead cast members who died under very strange oh, circumstances. So, tragic. One so of terribly them tragic. Being Corey Monteith. Mm-hmm. And, the and then other. that other guy, yes. the pedophile. Yeah. Yep. What was his name? That guy. Um, hold on, it's coming. It's I coming, can it's see coming. him in my he face. He played Puck yeah. on the show, and his name was Mark. Mark Salling. 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 Yes, yeah. that guy. Suspicious circumstances. Because they had found child pornography on his computer. Right. Correct. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you that this blind item is confirmed. So, NT Lawyer. It's just putting it out there for y'all. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you, Holly, for those blind items. Bradley, I feel like we can do better next time. Yeah, we'll get back. We just got to flex the muscle. All All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we did a little bit of this yesterday. We'd like to do it again. Who needs help right now? What nonprofits need donations in the form of money and or goods? Give us a call. 651-641-1071. Tell us who needs help after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 